I would like to make you very warmly welcome. It's very good to see all who have come this afternoon, and we remember any that are in the car park. And again, we're very glad that you've taken of your time to come and hear simply the message of the gospel. We make you very welcome in the Lord's name. Now, the announcements are as follows. On Wednesday night at 8 p.m., the prayer meeting and Bible reading, and the passage under consideration is Ruth chapter 3 from verse 11. Then next Lord's Day, the breaking of bread at 11.30 a.m., the Sunday school at 3, the gospel meeting at 5, preceded by the prayer meeting at 4.30. And the speaker expected on that occasion is Mr. Matthew McKee from Newton Arts. Now, all meetings are announced subject to the mind and will of the Lord, but you'll be invited back should the meetings take place. Now, could I read a few scriptures with you this evening, please? The first you're going to find in Isaiah chapter 57. Isaiah chapter 57. Isaiah chapter 57 and reading at verse number 19. I create the fruit of the lips. Peace, peace to him that is far off. And to him that is near, saith the Lord, and I will heal him. But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, saith my God to the wicked. No peace. Over to Colossians chapter 1, please. Colossians and chapter 1. Verse number 20. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things to himself, unto himself. By him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. And finally, please, just over to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. And verse 25, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification? Chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray God's blessing upon the reading of his own most precious word. No doubt you'll see what's really upon my mind for the meeting this evening is the thought of peace. Peace. Wonder, dear friend, do you really have peace? Do you know the peace of God, more importantly? For my dear friend, we've already read and we've taken note of what the scripture saith. There is no peace to the wicked. They're like the restless sea. No doubt we've all stood on the shore and we've watched the waves breaking in and we see the restless sea. And the writer in Isaiah, he says, the wicked, they're just like the restless sea. No peace. No peace. We live in a world and, you know, it's beset by troubles. I don't think we have lived in a day where we see so much unrest. 
And governments really are in fear because they have reached their extremity. And you see the turmoil in every hand and all the raging waves that are falling all about us. You look at the wars that are taking place and all the unrest in the world. And my dear friend, it's just a little picture of what sin really is. In your sins, you can have no peace. But my, what peace there is to those who have put their trust in Christ. Doesn't stop the waves and the billows coming over us at times. But at the end of it all, we have a peace. The hymn writer says, I have a peace. And it's as calm as a river. A peace that the friends of the world never knew. My Savior alone is its author and giver. And oh, could I know it were given to you. My dear friend, we're going to see this evening that peace is offered. Whenever we come to Isaiah 57, peace is missing. Peace missing. I wonder, just as I look into your face this evening, and for any that are sitting out in the cars, you look at the landscape of your life with all its ups and its downs. And just at this moment, at 12 minutes past five on the second day of April 2023, have you peace? Have you real peace? For my dear friend, if you're in your sins, you have no peace. You know, sin is an awful thing. The world out there looks lightly on sin. And you know, it's sad to see even how sin has been legalized. God has taken note of it all. And my dear friend, remember this, that God will judge this world. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, and that he hath raised him from the dead. Who is that? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. My dear friend, he's the judge of all the earth. The Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. Peace missing. Sad day for this world when sin entered into it. You think of the, the disturbance in the Garden of Eden. What was a, a picture of calmness and serenity? Sin hadn't touched it. And whenever that doubt was put in the mind and that doubt led to disobedience and disobedience brought with it sin. Romans 5 verse 12 Wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. I don't care what your background is. It's different maybe from mine and mine is maybe different from yours. But you know, the great leveling thing is this. Chapter 3 of Romans, verse 23. There's no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. My dear friend, God's standard is too high for us. Whenever sin entered into this world, it brought a widening span between the man who walked with God and God who made the man. With sense of sin came sense of shame. The naked sought to hide. 
Instead of fellowship with God, there came the great divide. My dear friend, a sad day for this world when sin entered. The question that was put to Eve, what is this that thou hast done? Do you ever stop to think about it? Only God in all his infinite wisdom, looking down through the channels of time, could see what that one act of sin brought with it. We live with its consequences, even in this, the latest moment in time. Sin. No peace. Peace missing. But I want to come over to Romans chapter, uh, sorry, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 20. It says, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Who is this speaking about? It's speaking about God's Son. My dear friend, it's wonderful for us to think that before ever sin was committed, there was a lamb verily foreordained before the foundation of the world. Do you know, as Peter writes to those dear saints and they're scattered, and they probably had to leave all their possessions and what they had behind, he says, for as much as you know, you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish, without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. John the Baptist, you know, he had a, a privileged position, a cousin of the Saviour's by natural birth. He was six months older than the Saviour himself. But you know, one day, as he came along the banks of the Jordan, he had the great privilege of introducing the Messiah to the nation. And up to now, down through the centuries of time, because of sin, men brought the best of their lambs to God. But here's something different. God now brings his lamb to men. And as John looked upon him that day, he can't hold in any longer. What does he say? He says, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Wonderful, isn't it? Before thy hands had made the sun to rule the day, or earth's foundations laid or fashioned Adam's clay, what thoughts of peace and mercy flowed, and thy great heart of love, O God. John 3.16, For God so loved the world. I hope we never grow too familiar with its simple words. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. My dear friend, God has moved in love. Man at a distance from God because of sin. And mind you, if you're not saved in the meeting or outside, just remember this, that sin is a burden. There's a weight upon your shoulders this evening if you're not saved. Not only is it a burden, but it's a barrier. Because you'll never be in heaven in your sins. We used to sing with the boys and girls, there's a city bright. Closed are its gates to sin, 
not that defileth, not that defileth, shall ever enter in. Here's one who's of purer eyes than to behold iniquity. You know, I think we've all lost sight of the holiness of God. Whenever we look on the world out there, there's no fear of God before their eyes. Just remember this, that God is holy. The high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. You and I, because of our sins, at a distance from God. But my dear friend, listen to this. Into this world he came. You know, our hearts were warmed this morning as a dear brother just at the start of the meeting read the words of Isaiah 6. He never forgot it. It was in the year that King Uzziah died. He says, I saw the Lord also sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. What glory he had with the Father, even from before the world was. But here's the mighty thing. He into this world he came. When the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. What a thought. The Savior, the years that he traversed this scene of time, a brief short life, he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. You know, I often think of those words of Peter, and Peter, Peter again had the privilege of being the first herald of the gospel in Jerusalem, the very place where the Savior had been crucified. And he could preach unto them about Jesus of Nazareth. So see, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken, and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. Then we come to the words of Paul as he writes to the Corinthians. And these words sum up really the message that he preached to them the 18 months that he was with them. He says, Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he was seen. My dear friend, what a life. Summed up in those words, a perfect life. Nothing in him to respond to sin, the perfect Christ. John says in his first epistle, John chapter 3, 15, and ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him is no sin. This is the one we bring before you. This is the only one that could ever have made peace between you and me and God. We had a distance from God because of our sin. And you know all the way to the cross he went taken by the creatures of his hand, delivered by Pontius Pilate, nailed to a cross. 
he bearing his cross. Here we have in Colossians 1 and 20, having made peace through the blood of his cross. He bearing his cross went forth into the place which is called the place of the skull in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two other with him, and neither side one and Jesus in the midst. Wonderful to think, my dear friend, as we think of the majestic silence of the Saviour, he was led by his creatures and nailed to the tree. But then we thought this morning also of those words of Psalm 22, written over a thousand years before the event ever took place. And here, here's how the psalm opens. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and the, and the words of my roaring? O oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, and I'm not silent, but thou art holy. Look at that scene, my dear friend. There he is raised up between heaven and earth. Men have done their worst to him. Is it nothing to you, all ye that pass by? Behold and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow, which is done unto me. Wherewith the Lord hath afflicted me in the day of his fierce anger. From above hath he sent fire into my bones, and it prevaileth against him. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. My dear friend, you and I can hardly enter into what the Saviour endured. Mind you, if you miss this great salvation, if you find yourselves in a lost eternity, you'll have some little understanding of what he endured. But you know, as we think of that, my dear friend, I wonder, could you take it in this evening that Christ died for sinners? This I read, and in my heart I find the need of him to be my saviour. I wonder, can you take it for yourself? Christ died for our sins. That's good. That's right. It's true. But I wonder, can you take it in this evening that he died for me? Whatever was due to me because of my sin, he endured it. I think I, the last time I was here in Ballyclare, I spoke in those three words, it is finished. You know, really, the sixth cry of the Savior sums it all up. Maybe you've been trying to do something to avail some means of salvation for yourself. You're trying by your works and maybe by your words and maybe by your deeds. My dear friend, forget it all. Listen to this. It is finished. It is the thought of combat. The battle's over. It is the thought of construction. Finished. You look at a man when he has started out in the great building and he, he finishes it. And he can stand back and he can admire it. It is finished. And then it is the thought of commerce paid in full. Have you stopped to think about that? 
the great debt that has been incurred because of your sin has been paid in full. If thou hast my discharge procured and freely in my place endured the whole of wrath divine, payment God will not twice demand, first at my bleeding surety's hand and then again at mine. Having made peace through the blood of his cross. Peace made. You know, whenever the Savior said it's finished, everything was fully done. What did it mean? It, mean? it meant this, that a righteous, holy God who must deal with sin. He dealt with that blessed one upon the cross. For he hath made him to be sin for us. 2 Corinthians 5.21 He who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. My dear friend, peace has been made. If peace is missing in your life, peace has been made at the cross. How can I make it mine? How can I make this peace mine? Romans 4, 25. Who was delivered for our offenses? Your sins and mine. And was raised again for our justification. But how can I make it mine? Chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith. That's how I make it mine. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. My dear friend, it's just a simple taking God at his word. Resting where God has rested. You know, the seal of God's approval upon the work of the cross is this. He raised his son from the dead. On the third day, the tomb, the tomb was empty. The stone was rolled away. The grave clothes were lying there. And as the angel said, he is not here. He is risen. That's my receipt that the debt has been paid in full. God raised his son from the dead. Raised again for our justification. My dear friend, it's wonderful to think that after 40 days, he took that little band out on the road to Bethany. And he was taken up out of their sight. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. And given him a name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the, the Father. Mind you, in the very place where he was put to death, Jerusalem, you know, he shall sit upon the throne and he shall bear the glory. What glory will be his for all eternity? But my dear friend, here we live in the latest moment of the day of God's grace. And God is offering you salvation. If peace is missing in your life, think of where peace was made. Here's how peace can be mine. By faith. The old acrostic's still good. Forsaking all, I trust him. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
and thou shalt be saved. Mind you, the big thing is this. John 3, verse 36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth in him. My dear friend, don't sleep your way into a lost eternity. Waken up. Think about your soul. Give your soul a chance. Even this moment, trust Christ. You know, there's another scripture we didn't read, and I enjoy it too. It's Philippians 4 and verse 7. And here's what it says. Not only can we have peace with God, Philippians 4 verse 7 says this, The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Peace maintained. My dear friend, for the child of God, even though there are trials, because we have trusted him, not only do we have peace with God, but we have peace of God. It can't be yours tonight. My remarks are coming to a close. The meeting's almost over. Can I just ask you, what will you do with Jesus? What will your answer be? It does demand an answer. And I'm sorry you won't leave the meeting the way you come in. You're more responsible now than you've ever been. Immortal life's in the question. And joy through eternity. What will you do with Jesus? What will your answer be? Shall we pray? Our Father, we bow in thy presence. We thank thee again for salvation. We thank thee that thou art the God of salvation, God our Saviour, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. We thank thee for the mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. We thank thee that we're living in the day of opportunity. And yet, our Father, we realize this, that yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. We look for thy parting blessing. Take us to our homes safely. And Father, give us news of salvation. We ask it in thy son's precious name. Amen.